0: Welcome to the Recovering Academic podcast. I'm Amanda, and I'm at the beginning of my journey outside of academia through starting my own scientific editorial service.
1: I'm Ian, and I'm in the process of leaving academia, aiming for a career in science communication or editing.
2: And I'm Dr. PMS. I've left academia about one year ago to work as a biotech salesperson, and I'm still in recovery.
0: We're in various phases of transitioning out of academia, and we'll share insights, advice, and problems we encounter
1: at each stage. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Recovering Academic Podcast, or welcome back to the Recovering Academic Podcast if you're a regular listener. Thank you. Um, I'm Ian, and I'm here, as always, with Clady and Amanda. And uh, this week's topic is... uh, Uh, I think all three of us have been feeling a little bit tired and things have been a little crazy and we're going to talk about taking breaks and why those might be important no matter what your situation is in life, like whether you're looking for a job as I am right now or, you know, if you have a job and you're just you or many jobs and you've been going intensely and doing 10 different things at once. And being pulled in 10 directions, we're going to talk about the idea of having to step back and take a break and um, just rest for a little while before coming back to things um, fresher and better. And I can start off with, you know, why why it's important to take breaks and why, um, you know, why you know ba- essentially what we're talking about here is like being burned out and. It is a real thing, and, you know, like, as much as I want to be the tough guy person to say, like, and just suck it up, and, like, oh, people can take anything, I I mean, it's just not quite true. So, like, I mean... my. I
0: think that's been proven that it's not true. Like, it's not true for you, it's not true for me, it's not true for Clady. it's not true for anybody.
2: Yeah, how can you expect to give your best right. if you're burnout if you're all tired and stressed and you cannot concentrate right. you you cannot I mean for most of the things that you, we work with or anything that we say that we're going to do if we don't pay full attention and have full focus we end up doing mistakes and, and end up like double working double in the end
1: so yes so what i would say is this is the difference between you know the burnout state is survivable but it's not a state from which you can thrive very easily and sometimes yeah yes it's batten down the hatches and just survive but for what we're talking about for like building a new career for doing things that are knowledge work It's not a good state to be in to do that kind of thing, like, you know, if you think about, I mean, the extreme example, of course, is always, you know, like the people who were in prison for a long time in concentration camps who had to survive, you know, like they survived and that's amazing, but they weren't thriving in those conditions, really in any sense of that word I don't think yeah.
2: yeah but even like the prison they have breaks like they can go outside for one hour or even if some prisoners there are in solitary they exercise because otherwise they will get crazy and for them the, right. e- that yeah. is like a break from their doing nothing in the, in,
1: mm-hmm.
2: in this specific yeah. case so even in that condition you do need a break and that's how you thrive.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You need some sort of respite for sure. And I mean, I guess I would say like, you know, like mostly you're probably not writing novels and stuff in those conditions either. And, you know, like, so like, I mean, I can give my own example of the last couple months. Like I've been asked to write a couple of things and like the two drafts that I submitted to these places, just like I wrote them and submitted them and they like, oh, those are fine. I can go back and read them, and they're riddled with typos, and it doesn't read very well, and it just... The ideas didn't really work, I don't think. And I think it's just because, you know, I'm tired. I was tired and burned out, and, you know, like, I'm so ready for something different and new, and, like, I don't know what that's going to be, because I don't have a full-time job lined up yet, and, you know, my current position ends in a couple of weeks, which is scary, but I'm also... I I genuinely want some time off. Like, I really do. I totally am with you on that. So, and I'm sort of looking forward to this, like, taking a look back and, like, you know, what I'm going to do besides applying for jobs is, like, I'm going to read books. I'm going to learn new things. Like, I'm going to just be able to feel like I can breathe a little bit. (laughs) And that's going to be nice.
2: Yeah, the thing is, like, in a situation like this, uh, it's tough. And many times we feel like taking time off, it's a sign of weakness. Right. Or, and you feel guilty and you feel anxious. So that is something that it's really important to put in your mind that... If it's not weakness, it's okay to take a break. You're allowed to take a break. And uh, there is research showing that people that take time off, if you can, uh, I don't know, if you're in a position that you can have some sort of vacation, then whenever you come back, you come back more energized, you come back more focused and more productive in the end. So
0: yeah, like I'd say like even if you can't take like a full-fledged vacation, even if you can take just a weekend off where you don't do work, where you don't like take your work mm-hmm. email off of your phone. Or maybe it's just me that's guilty of doing this, but I will check my work email over the weekend. Or I will um log on to whatever like log on to bite size right. bio and see what work needs to be done or check the base camp project like take all of those things off of your phone put your laptop in wherever like that's not easily accessible and don't do work like chances are if you nothing bad will happen if you take the weekend yes, off. yes right
2: exactly and also i think that some it Like the the taking care of yourself, you can Mm -hmm. see that in many levels. You can see like in a big level, like a vacation or take the weekend off. But I feel like it's important to also schedule breaks during your day. Like uh, if you feel you can see what time of the day that you're more productive So some people are more productive in early morning. So then, okay, some other will, might be productive at night. So take a break in the moment that you're less productive and, and then, I don't know, go spend, uh, read a book in, in, in the park or go exercise. Exercise is good. It's great. And something that you will clear your mind for, I don't know, 15 minutes, half an hour, and then come back to to work. I feel that this this is important as well.
1: Yeah, and maybe we should also point out that this is probably advice that actual, like, still academics should also heed. Because, like, one of the hallmarks of academia, you know, that they teach you is just, you know, go 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 put on the accelerator you could rest when you're dead it's the you know it's like sort of like the football coach mentality <laughs> like there was um I forget I, I forget his I, I forget who exactly but like there was a coach who like professional football coach you know like literally was like the you know go hard burn out like you know I mean he had a heart attack and then he's like oh okay I need to like step back a little bit <laughs> um you know wow. like, so like you don't want to get to that yeah. point right and uh, like
0: when I was in grad school my um PI like I came in it was like a Friday morning and some experiment had gone like wrong and it was something simple like I was trying to do a ligation or something and it wasn't working and I had problems that week and so I walked in there Friday morning and I was like yeah this isn't working I'm just really frustrated I'm gonna take like a long lunch and then I'll come back and I'll get to it and then I can come in on Saturday and like you know, I was telling him kind of like what I was going to do to justify my taking like a couple of hours off for lunch. And he looked at me and he goes, get out of the lab. And I'm like, what? I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, I don't want to see you back in here until Monday. Like you need to go. You are like this close. Like he's like, you are this close to just being burned out you need to go home I don't want to see you give me your key he was just like get
2: out nice he took
0: my lab key and was like you are not coming back in until I unlock the door on Monday morning and it was exactly what I needed to do like I took the rest of the day on Friday off I went home I think I went out to movies with my friends on Saturday like spent time with my husband Mm -hmm. on Sunday like it was just a nice break and I think that And to this day, like, I'm very grateful that my PI, like, forced me to take that time away because, you know, I came back and things started working again. I was no longer a big ball of stress. And I was happier. I was probably more pleasant to be around, too, which might have factored into his get out of the lab. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Go home. Right.
1: Uh, Yeah. No, I I think that's right. I, I mean, that was, like, I got into a similar, like, my PI in grad school sent me home for an afternoon because like when I was basically getting burned out too. And I mean, the thing is like it's a hard pattern not to keep getting into for me for some reason. And like, I'm hoping like actually leaving academia might help that a little bit. Yes. Me Um, too. You know, like because I mean, I think part of this, it comes down to like, you know, the perfectionist people pleasing mindset that a lot of people in academia have. And just a lot of people probably have too of trying to do everything right and do it, you know, not the like I, I mean I guess like I wonder like I I always just trying to figure this out, like what the gauge of what good enough is, basically, um for a given project and what's you know, when does something need more work versus being just good enough versus being like the last whatever, like nine getting it ninety nine nine point nine nine percent perfect, which probably isn't worth it. Um
2: that's when you need a break that's when exactly when you have to let it sleep the ideally when you at least for me i i, I don't like to write something and publish right away like blog posts oh, yeah. or even other things and uh, if you can like write write and then i don't know take a couple of hours away from that and then come back refresh after ideally after a break or after a night of sleep that is when you notice the typos when you notice uh, all the errors and and you actually feel like okay this needs more work oh no i'm really happy with that right
0: Yeah, I think it's good that you mentioned sleep, because I think that's something that leads to burnout, like the lack thereof. Yeah, I haven't
1: been sleeping well lately at all. Like, I just, I haven't been able to sleep well at all lately.
2: Yeah, I remember when I was was in the transition period, it was really tough to sleep as well, because I would go, well, I am a night owl, so every day I force myself into bed, like Oh, I should go into bed, and then I go to bed, and then it usually takes me like an, at least an hour for me to fall asleep. But whenever uh, that's normal, normal my normal state. Whenever I was in the mm-hmm. transition period, you you just worried about what's going to happen or not knowing what's going to happen. Right. and then, it keeps just going into your brain, and you and you don't fully rest.
0: Yes. My
2: yeah, alternative, sorry, my alternative to deal with that was to try to exercise more, because I feel like it, then I was so tired, and also go to bed when I was like really, really sleepy, mm-hmm. that I wouldn't have strength to think too much. I don't know. That yeah,
0: I've got a sleep mindfulness meditation um, thing that i listen to that MIT put on their website for um, stress reduction Mm -hmm. so they have so MIT has this whole website about like reducing stress which i find for some reason amusing but one of the things that they have is like a it's like either 15 or 20 minutes but it's a sleep mindfulness thing and it gives me something else to think about Mm -hmm. when i'm feeling anxious because then i follow what they're saying like it's a very calm woman's voice, and so she tells you to take deep breaths, like, and she counts for you, and usually by the end of that, I'm asleep.
1: Yeah, I've been, like, I've been going back and, like, basically listening to reruns of, you know, podcasts that I love as sort of just, like, comfort food, and that kind of works for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I comfort watch The West Wing. Yeah,
1: see, I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, I may have been doing that with some of the television I watched too, like, but... Yeah, especially with the podcast, like trying to sleep at night and just like, oh, yeah, I can listen to this rerun of this podcast I like. And, you know, it's ridiculous and it's another world and, you know, it's it takes me away into ridiculous land and it's good. So, um, you know, and especially, you know, and I can sort of justify it in, you know, oh, I'm learning to like I'm learning to podcast and speak better and learn how to relate stories in an audio way that works.
0: But I don't think you need to justify yeah. something going to sleep.
1: No, I know.
2: Ian, that's the thing. You, you have to stop putting so much pressure on you that like yes. everything that you do in your life, it has to be with a goal or it has to. No, I mean, allow yourself some guilty pleasure of just watching bad TV or I don't know.
0: Like I literally watched Golden Girls, had some wine and had chocolate truffles last night for like an hour. And it was was amazing. Like, (laughs) but there was absolutely nothing that I learned other than, you know, Sofia Petrillo's wit. Like there was nothing else to be gained from that. And I think that's okay sometimes to just be like, I enjoy listening to this podcast and I'm falling asleep.
1: Yep.
2: Yes. And even though, I mean, I know that you might think... Oh, you're fine because uh, uh, you're not in the transition period anymore and you don't have to worry about what's going to be, what's next. But the thing is, you need to allow yourself to rest in order to be productive, in order to do all those things later on. Because less, I, I said that in a couple of episodes ago, like, that more sometimes is not uh, good, you know? Less yep. is more. Mm-hmm. Because then you... There are some countries in Europe that they work six hours a day, right?
1: Uh, yes.
2: I think France. Yeah.
1: Is that Yes.
2: Right? And I don't think that they are less productive than we are um and
1: no they are actually but yeah,
2: spanish people take siesta siesta
1: yeah spain is a fascinating example <laughs> like just
2: <laughs> yeah it, it after lunch everything closes and no one does anything so you just respect the siesta and then after that everything comes back again and
0: that's what I'm going to tell my kids, respect the siesta. <laughs> when they refuse to nap, I'll be like, respect the siesta. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to start telling, like, I'm going to start telling people that when I want to
2: take a nap, respect I'm going to the be siesta. Like, respect
1: That's the actually siesta. a pretty good phrase. That's a pretty good phrase. I do like that. <laughs> you can say that authoritatively. Well,
2: like, you can, you can learn how to say that in Spanish. So then, respeta la siesta. Yeah, I was going
1: to say, like, exactly. I was <laughs> say, respeta la siesta. Yep, Exactly.
2: Yeah, that will be even better, you know,
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's totally what I'm going to end up doing. It's cultural appropriation, but I don't think Spain will mind.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think there is like a distinctly kind of American thing of always striving and wanting needing to get ahead rather than like there's a lot of value placed on that in the United States, at least. And not that there yeah. isn't it's elsewhere, the right, canicle. exactly, it, yeah, that's exactly right, and anything else, you know, it's the, I don't know, like, what is it, idle hands or the devil's playthings? like, it's that stuff that, yes, um, but at the same time, like, yes, I just, agree, you know, like, like, as you point out, like, just doing stuff all the time isn't always the productive thing to be doing, sometimes taking a step back, sometimes thinking things through, sometimes just you know, removing yourself from the situation. Like I find this especially like Claydew was saying with writing, like if you write something yourself and you're acting as your own editor, like you have to at least put it down for 24 hours before actually you know, like going back to it. And like oh, similarly, yeah, like even if you're just like stuck in an idea with writing, like it's better to like stop in the middle of your sentence and walk away for a while and come back um later to jog your memory and like oh "Oh, yeah that's the thing that i was doing or i mean that's probably true of editorial problems too just if you're editing and you can't figure out how to edit like you walk away for a while and figure out what's next
2: yeah that reminds me of um ted podcast that was about happiness the secret if there is a secret of happiness And one of the TED Talks that they talk about is of a monk and he says that the secret of happiness is easy and your mother teaches you when you're a kid is when she teaches you how to cross the road is uh, stop, look and go and he claims that we don't we live our lives so everything is so in a hurry that we don't really have time to stop and reflect and think and like really stop look at the two sides of the road you know and then act and i thought that this is really interesting and it really goes together with what ian was saying that uh we need this some sort of pause to reflect and and yeah put our direction into what we're going and then i'm I'm talking specifically in the transition period in transitioning out of academia and you so yes Mm -hmm.
1: So, yeah, I right. You know, I agree with that. And it's also, I mean, we should maybe disambiguate, too, that, you know, because, like, everyone feels harried today, but a 100 years ago, people were saying the exact same thing. And I'm not sure if you put one of those people in today's world, if their heads would spin off and be like, nope, I'm out. I'm just going to go... <laughs> I'm leaving, like, this is way too much. I, I don't understand how many people process all of this. Or
2: Like the movie, Kate and Leopold.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, I think if I showed somebody from 100 years ago, like, hey, I've got a small little box in my pocket that whenever I want to know something, I just pull it out and ask it a question. I think their heads would spin off.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, exactly. So, like, I mean, there's, so, like, I think there have been efficiencies that happen have happened in the last hundred years that do make us more productive now, but now like the trick has always been like mindfully using our time and yes, you know because people like I said like all the headlines back then were also oh my god everyone's so busy and like these telephones are gonna suck up all of our time and you right. know like I mean and like not smartphones everyone just and to be clear like these are just this you know the first generation telephones of picking up a receiver and you dial like two and you get somebody.
0: Um <laughs> no, you didn't dial anything. You picked it up and
1: you Oh yeah, you called the switchboard. The yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. they connected you.
0: And they connected you.
1: That's right. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> oh, old timey technology. I love it. The um <laughs> so, but like, I mean the thing is like, you know, like my point is like the hairy thing is nothing new. And like, I mean, it may be new to like the industrial revolution, but it's not that new of a phenomenon in culture and like, I think we're trying to distinguish of like spending our time satisfyingly and well, and like you can very have good boundaries between work and life basically. And I think like, that's a lot of what the struggle is. Cause you know, there's always, there's like the breaks you can take during the day that are five minutes. And like, if you're spending that five minutes only sort of satisfactorily by like, I don't know, checking your smartphone needlessly, like, and just like habitually, like switching between social media, which I'm guilty of, like, but it's not like that's not a real break, right? But you're still taking that a break from your like pr- actual procrastination work.
2: Procrastination and not break,
1: uh, right? Uh, I
2: think that procrastination and break are different things.
1: Oh, right, exactly. I think there's a and disambiguation. And if you don't take and-
2: breaks, you end up procrastinating, and then when you procrastinate, you don't schedule break. Mm-hmm. So then you feel guilty and anxious yes. because you right. should. So have been working
1: right right exactly i think there's like there's very much a cycle that happens with that I, i completely agree
0: yeah so i'm gonna put in a minor plug for something that i get absolutely no money for but um there's a app that i've downloaded onto my computer and my phone called freedom that will block me from specific sites like oh yeah and it will block and will block like the access of um like on my phone like it I can set it to block Gmail, and I can set it to block Twitter. And if I go to my mail app, it blocks like it blocks the accessing to there. So like I can't access it through the ma- through the app itself.
1: Oh. Like I can't access it
0: through Gmail or the official Twitter app. It blocks all of that, and it'll do the same thing on my computer, which is very nice. Yeah, hmm? no, that's awesome. And you can set time. You can set um, time periods. So like I want to work for thirty minutes, where I'm not going to be interrupted by this um and that's been very helpful to keep me from doing that procrastination thing like Clady was talking about like I only will mindfully go and check things
1: right exactly I think that's kind of what it's about like there's if you so like I can recommend something else too there's the note to self podcast that um is about technology and human interactions with the technology that's very good. And like, they talk a lot about this very issue and their latest episode um, touches on this a little bit. Like I just downloaded an app to my phone called moment, which will actually track my app usage during the day and see what I actually use. And it'll give me a report about, you know, what it is that I'm doing every day with my smartphone. Cause like, I know that I do mindlessly check it regularly, Um, which is a horrible habit, but you know um, it's, yeah, it's just kind of what I've gotten used to doing and like it is I mean it can be mindful but a lot of times I know that it isn't, right? I'm just going there to like kind of procrastinate and waste time.
2: Yeah, I think that is good idea what Amanda said is a little bit like like pomodoro, I don't know. Yeah, something. that's
0: how I I use it in um um Conjunction with Pomodoro. So I'll set my thing for 25
2: minutes. Right. Yeah. So then you will just uh, schedule your time off and then you will like mindfully go and look at the things.
0: Right. Because then I have to prioritize my five minutes.
1: Yep. And something else that I've been using is like a stripped down word processor also. Like I got, I downloaded this word processor called Focus Writer a couple of years ago. And every so often I, i mean i try to open it regularly and that's where i do a lot of my blog writing and just it's just like essentially you you can design your own little canvas and theme basically and then it just it's a screen it's a blank word processing screen that you just write on and you can set it to full screen and just not be distracted by anything and just sit there and write um it's not like freedom where it restricts you from anything it's just you know, it, it's literally a bare bones word processor. But
0: it visually keeps you from, like, going to doing other things because it
1: takes up all the space. Exactly. And, like, I even find, like, I mean, like, even Microsoft Word has their full screen option where it minimizes everything, too. But, like, I find that that doesn't work for me. And I don't know why that would be the case. It's just maybe it's because it's Microsoft Word and you know that everything else is just down that rabbit hole of Word. Yeah. yeah. Um, And Focus writers is a whole separate program that you know like you can save things as word documents but it's not like you know it's not word and there's not the whole like stack of documents there's not the whole like office suite sitting behind it that has all the baggage that you're dealing with um it's just focused writer so like i think that that can help because like i mean because what we're talking about here too is somewhat like working to get into like whether you're taking leisure time or you know trying to work. Is getting to like sort of like the state of flow where you're just like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm in this moment, I'm doing this, and I'm sort of losing track of time and I'm just on this task and in it. And it's awesome. Um, I think that like in whether you're doing relaxation or like taking downtime or, you know, whatever you're doing, like I think getting to that point can be actually very healthy. And, like, it just happens so rarely for me. Like, my mind is so distracted so often. Like, I mean, I, I take forced holidays on my computer sometimes. Like, on Saturdays, like, it's a rare Saturday where my computer even comes open. Like, i just like, oh, yeah, my computer is just staying closed today. Um, because it's... That's good. Yeah. That is
2: really good.
1: I mean, well, I feel guilty about it, though. I mean, that's the thing, where I'm like, oh, no, I should open <laughs> it. But I just, I can't, basically. It's like, I'm just, like, I'm forcing myself not to. I still have my phone and stuff and that's usually good. But anyway. um, Yeah. So I think, you know, with those tips at the end, then I think we've hit this topic pretty well. Do you guys have any final thoughts before we close out this episode? No. No? Okay. So, well, thank you for listening um, to the recovering academic. Please. Please. Go rate and review us on iTunes um, or whatever podcast app you use. I think iTunes is the main review site, though. And so, please review us. Um, you can send us feedback um, at at the and the contact us tab at recoveringacademic.net. And we're going to be taking a short break and. Um, after this episode, and we'll come back with um, a new a new format. Where we're going to introduce some interviews into our episode streams, and Yay. yeah, and you know we'll be back continuing conversations about you know topics of being recovering academics. Because the next time, you know, the next time you hear from me, um, I will be a recovering academic. Like I will be out of the ivory tower. <laughs> so. Yeah, um, I think that covers it. And so we will see you next time on the Recovering Academic Podcast.
2: See you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you guys for listening.
0: Thanks for listening to the Recovering Academic Podcast. Our music is from bensound.com under a Creative Commons license. You can find us on the web at recoveringacademic.net, where you can contact us and subscribe to our newsletter. You can find all of us on Twitter. I'm at Lady
2: Scientist. I'm at Dr. Underscore BMS.
1: And I'm at IH Street.
0: And don't forget, there is sunshine outside the Ivory Tower.